is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking about sports psychology, the mental side of sports. I've been on the radio here in Kansas City in my 28th year, my 18th year here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Our show's now broadcast a number of cities around the country. And look forward to doing this show with you every week as we get into the mental side of sports. You know, what does it take to be a successful athlete? What are the qualities, the characteristics that allow you to get to be at the level where you're the best? Well, today we're going to be talking with a young man who I've gotten to know who is an NFL player who's done that. And I'm going to introduce him in a few moments and get into that. And You know, this, this show is designed to help you understand the mental side of sports, success, failure, winning, losing, how to build confidence, how to deal with positive or negative attitudes, how to be able to focus under pressure, and then in the end, how to deal with your confidence. And one of the things I've found in the 38 years I've been working as a sports psychologist with and working with athletes at all levels as I always like to say, you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will come out on top. So how do you develop a quote-unquote stronger mind? What are the qualities and characteristics that allow you to develop a stronger mind? There are a lot of things that go into that. We're all reflections of three things. The way we're raised, our genetics, and the environment we're in now. can't do anything about our genetics. We can't do anything about the way we were raised at least from the past, we can do something about how we deal with things in the future. And we can deal with what we're doing now. And I think that has a lot to do with how people deal with success and failure. As we move into the spring, summer sports will be going in full swing. The NFL training camps are going to start up pretty soon. The NFL draft's going to be coming on here in, in a few weeks. There's a lot of things going on outside. Lots of things change. And there are a lot of pressures and demands that go on to make it as a professional athlete. You know, as we all grow up playing sports, I think it's it's probably true that every young boy, and now a lot of young women, may have a dream of playing professionally. I'm working with a female college soccer player right now who wants to play professionally, and she probably will. She's really good. I know when I was a young man growing up, I wanted I, I would have visions of playing Major League Baseball or play, being a professional tennis player, and most of my friends would have similar types of things in the sports that they played. But not many of us are able to do that. Well, today in studio, I have a young man who has accomplished that. His name is Jordan Willis. 
He grew up in Kansas City, went to Rockhurst High School here in Kansas City, coached by Tony Severino, who's been there for years and years and years, won many state championships. Then Jordan went to a place called Kansas State, an incredibly successful football program under Bill Snyder, who just recently retired, where he was coached by one of the great college coaches of all time. Then he went on to play and is playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. He'll be entering his third year as a defensive lineman in the NFL. And there he got coached by Marvin Lewis, who is no longer the coach. They have a new coach coming in this year. So Jordan's had the experience of being coached by three very established coaches, all very different people. So we're going to talk with Jordan today about his career, about how he got to this level. So Jordan, good morning. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me, Dr. Jacobs. So let's talk a little bit about your career. You're now entering your third year in the NFL. What's that like for you? Um, I mean, it's been like a, a roller coaster. Um, like you brought up the the NFL draft and all the things that um, lead to you getting to the NFL. So obviously, you get your you know your little league career, your college career. Um, not not to forget high school as well. But like once you get to a certain point to where you're you're trying to cross over into the NFL, you get this process you got to go through with you know the senior bowl the um going through the combine and then going around meeting all the different teams and then you get drafted and then once you get there um after being like going through this extensive process then you have to be ready to play uh, once you get into OTAs and go from OTAs right into the season basically so it's just a long process and um you got to be ready to handle all the different things that are being thrown at you or, you know, it's not going to happen the way that you want it to happen or it's just going to, um, you know, push back, you know, the success that you want to have, so to speak. You're a big guy. Tell everybody how big you are. Uh, right now I'm like 6'5", about 270. Okay. You play on the defensive line. Yes. That's one of the toughest positions in all sports. Yes. You get beaten up a lot. Right. You beat people up a lot. Yes. Okay. What's that like? What's that like to do that? Because not many people get to do that and survive. This You'll be going in your third year. You've seen teammates come and go. Yes. Okay. It's something that a lot of people cannot maintain over a long period of time because of fatigue, injuries, things like that. What's it like to do to play that position? Um, I mean, it can be rewarding, but also, too, you, you have to be um, you know in good shape, good physical shape to be able to take on a pounding because – most of the time that you you're dealing with um, guys that are like 50 pounds more than you are, so you just got to be ready to, you know, I mean when they punch you or when they're getting ready to hit you, you got to be ready to to take that on, and you got to have a a nonstop attitude to just keep going and keep fighting. How much of the mental part plays a role in that? You know, people think, oh, football, you just got to be tough and go out there, but how much of the mental aspect plays a role to play a de- as a defensive lineman in the NFL? It plays a, a major role because a lot of times people think, oh, you know, the guys up front, whether O-line or D-line, were just like these big dumb guys that, that are big and got to run around and do stuff. But, I mean, it plays a huge impact mentally because, I mean, if you get in your head when you're going up against a you know 360-pound offensive lineman, he's going to, you know, tear you apart. So you got to be, you got to have a game plan to be able to execute certain angles on your pass rush, um, being able to, you know, place your hands in the right spots to gain leverage, you know, 
And if you, you know, start to think too much or get in your own head, then you're not going to get in the right spot or the right angle, and he's going to defeat you on this. Okay, so you said you weigh 275. Yes. Okay, and you're going against a guy who's 360. Yes. Okay, almost 100 pounds more than you. What's the mindset when you're lining up against that guy? I mean, I mean, do you say some words we can't say on the radio when you get down <laughs> in your stance? I mean, what are you what are you thinking? I mean, um, sometimes it depends on the guy. Sometimes you'll get a trash talker, and um, I mean, you just got to be ready to deal with what they're getting ready to say, and just you know, me personally, I just try to like focus in on that snap on that play, and not allow what they're saying to get into me because they, in a sense, the offense has an advantage on you. I mean, they, they they know the snap count the offense linemen do, and half the time they move before the ball moves because they know the snap count, and they're moving backwards um, at a, a high rate of speed. So if you allow what they're saying to get into your head, then that just – I mean, you're already behind because they, they know everything. So How would you learn that? I mean – Because obviously listening to you say that, obviously you figure that out. Yeah, I mean, it through just playing like um, – I mean, I've played so much in my – I mean, just growing up, like college football and um, all the snaps I played in the NFL, and then I've been told that by so many people. So you you just got to catch on. If you don't catch on to that, then it's not going to happen. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Joining me today is Jordan Willis, defensive end for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years, and with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click Products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, Go to winnersunlimited.com and click products.
We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have bothered to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour. And live from our studios at Sports Radio 810 WHB, our flagship station in Kansas City, I'm here every week as we get into the mental side of sports. And today I'm fortunate enough to have in studio live with me Jordan Willis, who plays on the defensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals in the NFL. And we've been talking about his career. If you would like to join us, I have a question for Jordan. He went to Rockhurst High School here in Kansas City and played under the great Bill Snyder at Kansas State University. Now, Jordan, so you you grew up playing sports, I assume, right? Okay. Yes. When did you realize, you know, I, I I might like playing football. That might be my deal. Um, so I started playing um, football when I was in the sixth grade. And um, I remember I had watched a, um, around that time, uh, some of my older brothers played football. And tell everybody how many siblings you have. Um, I have 10 siblings. And, so you're 11 uh, kids. Your parents are still together. Yes. Um, Congratulations to them on that. Yes. They've been together for a long time. Um, they're good parents, and um, they raised, you know, good kids. I should Maybe I should have an interview with them about how they stayed together all these years with 11 kids. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can get them on the show, but... <laughs> <laughs> are they are they up and listening today to us? Yes, they are listening right now. Um, but... Um, so I, I, when I was in the sixth grade, I remember I watched um, like the NFL for the first time, uh, and typically it would be my, you know, my dad and older brothers would be in the living room watching football, and I would, you know, 
go back and forth between rooms and conversations and stuff like that when like I was that much into it. But one time, um, I believe the Chiefs were playing the Colts, and um, I I was watching. Uh, I, I went in and watched the game with them, and um, I was watching saw Peyton Manning play for the first time, and um, like seeing him take the field and. Um, listen to what the commentators were saying about him and what kind of player he was like that, that like sparked my interest in playing football and so later that year that's when I started playing football for the first time what was it that sparked your interest you remember it's just I mean um, it was how Peyton Manning carried himself um, and he and at one point he became like my like my favorite football player and um, at that time I, I wanted to be a quarterback um, because of that and that's how I got into the game I'm guessing you could throw the ball a long way. Uh, I I thought I could at that time. I mean, but that that's a story for another time. But um, I, you know, he's just the reason why. Like I, I really got sparked. You know, focused on the game. Then I started watching it every weekend. Then I started playing it. And once I started playing it, and like after practice would be over with, I would come home, and I would go back outside and continue to like do all the drill work and stuff that we did at practice and I would do it until it got dark. And like, that's when I realized like, you know, I, I love this game and like, I can't, I can't stop doing it. And like, that's kind of like what kind of got me to where I am today. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the sports psychology hour. My guest today is Jordan Willis, who plays in the defensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now you played at Rockhurst high school here in Kansas city, which is obviously one of the great football schools in town, high schools, they've won. I mean, Tony Severino's been there for how many years coaching? 25, 30 years, something like that? I think it's over 30 years now. Uh, He's won numerous state championships. Uh, You've had dozens and dozens of players move on to play collegiately and many in the NFL, like yourself. What was it like to play for him? Um, I mean, it was was a fun experience. Um, His coaching style um, can be firm at times. Um, but at the end of the day, he's coaching, you know, trying to pull together a bunch of teenage, you know, teenage boys and try to make them into men and, like, get the best out of them. So, um, I mean, it wasn't like he was like a rah-rah, like one of those coaches that are always yelling and, you know, tr- trying to show a bunch of, ener- like, fake energy. Um, but he, you know, he gave us good life lessons. And um, when it came down to it, you know, he just wanted us to, to grow in to be better men and, and go out there and play and have fun together as a group. I'm hearing in, in your description of him a lot of respect. Yes, I, I, I did, you know, I still do respect him, you know, um, for what he has done for a lot of people. I mean, um, obviously me playing in his program allowed me to go to Kansas State and um, got me to where I am now. And um, I enjoyed my, you know, my years of playing there. What was what, what were some of the main things you think you took from that playing for him? Um, just in general, going to um, Rockhurst High School. I mean, just the the, the message that they try to um, get you to accept. It's just being like uh, I mean, like one of the things they would always say is like being a man for others. I mean, just you know, be, becoming a caring and compassionate person for what you do, and obviously that that spilled over into the football program. And it just taught you hard work and, and putting the best foot forward and, and working to get better every day and taking advantage of the day. You know, lately we've seen in the world of college basketball, some coaches come under fire. Uh, I talked a few weeks ago about the Iowa basketball coach who was suspended. 
He went ballistic after a game, throwing F-bombs at officials, and got suspended for two games, and I was found $10,000. And then just recently in the NCAA tournament, Tom Izzo, Michigan State's tremendous coach, was criticized heavily for screaming and yelling at a player and getting in his face twice because uh, he didn't didn't do what he was supposed to do. Um, Izzo got criticized by a number of people, but his players came to his defense, which was very interesting. And quite frankly, the way I looked at that was, you know, this is the way he coaches. Um, he was angry at this guy because he wasn't doing his job. He was letting his teammates down. Everybody sees it because it's on national TV. It's the NCAA tournament. So he was being criticized. I personally, you know, I, di- I didn't have a problem with that because that player has been on that program, knows that's how he is, learns how to deal with that, right? If you're, you're I mean, you're going to understand a coach long enough if you're on a program how to deal with that. And if you don't like it, you'll say something to him at some point, correct? Yes. So the respect issue is there. If yes. you have a co- but if a coach goes too far and you can't handle it and you don't say anything about it, what happens? The coach is just going to keep doing it. So at, at some point, which I, I'm starting to learn, uh, like if you if you have an issue with anybody, whether it's a teammate or a coach, at some point you have to step up and say something about it. Um, you got to let them know how you feel about the situation, or it's just going to per- continue to persist. And you've had everybody has to do that. You've had to do that, or you wouldn't survive in the NFL, right? I mean, the NFL's, you know, maybe the the toughest sport there is out there, other than maybe maybe MMA or something like that. Okay, because yeah. just you, but. And you have no nothing on but a but a suit, a, a trunk, swim trunks, and and that that sport here you're protected. But you've got to stand up for yourself. Yeah, like I mean, if you're gonna make it anywhere in, in sports, I mean, at some point you, you're gonna have to be like I'm learning to be assertive and and step up for yourself in situations because I mean you have to look out for yourself. Even though you're a team player, you still have to look out for you so you can get where you want to go at at the end of the day. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. And today my guest in studio is Jordan Willis. Jordan plays for the Cincinnati Bengals in the NFL. He played at Rockhurst High School here in Kansas City. Went on and played collegiately at K-State. We'd like to encourage you to give us a call. If you have a question or comment for Jordan, if you haven't ever wondered, what's it like to play in the NFL? Here's a great opportunity to ask him. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 Minutes to Success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click Products. One more time, to get 20 Minutes to Success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. There are many sounds in your day-to-day life. There are sounds that wake you up. 
sounds that make you smile. <laughs> sounds that energize you. <laughs> and sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you to danger and can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you information about severe weather events, amber alerts, or other emergencies in your area. With critical information from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know, wherever you are. For more information, visit ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Um, hello, it's me. The designer jeans in your closet. The back of your closet. What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons.